0: Now, what comes to mind when you hear the term PFAS? Perhaps you think of toxic chemicals used in firefighting foams that have caused widespread contamination in Australia and around the world, particularly around military bases, fire stations, and heavy industrial sites. Well, PFAS is dubbed a forever chemical because it doesn't break down in the environment and can stay in the human bloodstream for years. It has been linked to serious health issues, including cancers, and now officials claim it can be found in the blood of 98% of the world's population. In 2020, the federal government paid out $212.5 million to settle three class actions launched by victims of toxic firefighting contamination across Australia. And now in the US, global chemicals maker and Wall Street giant 3M is racing for a landmark court case that absorbs 18 US states, and if they lose, could cost them around $40 billion US dollars. Renowned New York-based lawyer Gary Douglas is lead trial counsel for the city of Stewart in Florida. Uh, He joins me now. Now, let me ask you, what are the allegations against 3M here?
1: Well, the city of Stewart is one of uh, many, um, of several hundred cases pending in a broader litigation. That's all before um, Judge Gerbil in uh, federal court in South Carolina. The, The case will actually be tried in Charleston. Um, And like many of these other cases, the allegations for the city of Stewart is that their water has been contaminated with PFAS chemicals, the majority of which we can trace back uh, by chemical fingerprint uh, to the manufacturer of 3M. And the allegations are essentially that it's in multiple products, and in this case particularly from firefighting film that was used, by the city of Stewart, like many other hundreds of municipalities across the country and indeed around the world, um, and uh, uh, without their knowledge, um, did not realize that these that these foams contain these dangerous PFOS chem- chemicals and that they leach into the groundwater and then ultimately into the uh, drinking wells, um, and then serve to un- unsuspectingly to the uh, community at large. And um, so, the allegation is just that and that they should be held accountable. And pay for the cost of cleanup, which is astronomical, for especially for a city like City of Stewart, which is about a uh, population of about 20,000. And you can imagine that they can, uh, you know, the, the cost of this 100 million US dollars, you know, this would be an exorbitant cost for a city like that to bear. And that's what we're suing about.
0: You've been quoted as saying you intend to reveal for the first time in open court the entire story of 3m's role in causing the worst environmental disaster in the history of mankind that's a pretty strong claim how how are you going to go about proving that
1: well what what that what we're really talking about is I mean parts of this story have been have been um, reported on in various um, by journals in various journals at various times over time um, and there has never been a court case a case that went to trial against 3M. Um, I tried three cases against DuPont um, It ended up being the subject of the movie uh, Dark Waters. Uh, You're familiar with that in the book Exposure. Um, And uh, so the the DuPont story has been told in open court, uh, but never the 3M story and what they knew about what they knew and when they knew it. And like I said, there's been reports in various journals over time Um, But this is going to be the first time that all of the evidence is going to come to light and be presented um, to a jury um, in in open court and in a coherent way and and hopefully um, uh, for for all the world, first of all, for the jury to hear and see. Um, and, And so for all the world to really hear the whole story in context and all the pieces and what they knew and when they knew
0: it. Now, while your firm doesn't represent every state or water provider in the litigation, your partner in law, uh, Michael London, has been appointed with the responsibility of collecting the evidence, taking the depositions of the defendants and developing the experts for trial. What are some of the impacts of PFAS contamination you've uncovered when speaking to these plaintiffs?
1: Well, the impacts of the the contamination, well, well, there are different classes so to speak of plaintiffs in the, in the litigation there are the folks like the city of Stewart which is a municipality that's, that that provides water to its citizens there are private utility companies that provide water in various communities and then there are states um, and states have a kind of a different claim uh, damage to the natural resources because I, I, it, you know when I when we say that one of the worst environmental man-made catastrophes in in, in history, we're talking about a chemical that is that has found its way into virtually everything everywhere in and everybody and that includes wildlife water house dust um, um cord blood <laughs> um breast milk you know you name it it's in it, top mount Everest. um it's found everywhere and so um you know, so, so the, the, and in this case for the city of Stewart, you know, the impact has been that their water is contaminated and they have to um, pay to clean up. It's been associated uh, in multiple studies in, in causing cancer in, in laboratory animals. There's been a human epidemiology studies that have found its association with uh, certain cancers and certain other human health effects. And so the impact is A, they have to clean it up and it costs a lot of money, and and B is the concern for the health and welfare of the people who've been drinking it unwittingly for decades.
0: If you just tuned in, renowned US lawyer Gary Douglas is here. We're talking about the mammoth class action against US chemical maker and Wall Street giant 3M that could see the company having to pay out forty billion US dollars to the plaintiffs. And Gary, what compensation are the plaintiff seeking? I mean, could it go for more than forty billion US um, dollars?
1: There have been multiple estimates. Um, some of them were much higher than that. Um, I, 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 I'm familiar with that figure of thirty nine to forty billion, and we've done our own internal analyses. Um, that I'm not at liberty to discuss right now. Um, but uh, they the. Uh, Suffice it to say that it could probably even exceed um, forty billion, arguably. Now, keep in mind, 3M is not the only company responsible for PFAS contamination around the world. There are multiple other companies. Although it is sort of a, w- without question that they are, that 3M's P, uh, PFAS chemistry has been the by far the vast majority
0: of the PFAS found around the world. Of course, PFAS isn't only used in products like firefighting foam. What other domestic or household products is PFAS used in, and and why? Well, as far as household and domestic products, it's found it it's it's used
1: in everything uh, from uh, well, Scotchgard is is the is the brand name that a lot of folks are familiar with. And that is a compound, or the the product that they used to, to for decades to waterproof things, to make them stain proof, for anything from carpets to raincoats to umbrellas to your rain boots, um, and um, you know, and it, it's also used in mechanical um, in machinery, I should say, uh, because it, because it's, it has such a, a a low coefficient of friction. That it helps when you coat it in, in moving parts in machinery, it reduces friction and makes mechanical thing, um, you know, um, things work more efficiently. And um, so it's not just household. Um, there's a lot of utility to the product. Don't get me wrong, but it's a question of what did the company, um, 3M or the other companies do to uh, to inform folks that this product would. Get from these household products into um, the groundwater, and I, I can tell you how you know they mapped it out and what was understood for decades as to how that would happen. But essentially, they understood for a long time that these chemicals would get out of these household products into the in, and in, into the soil and, and into landfills, reach down through the through the ground and into the um, aquifers below, where so many of us draw our well water from, either private wells or
0: municipal wells. As I understand it, 3M has pledged to stop manufacturing all forms of PFAS by the end of 2025. Given their alleged deception historically, can they be trusted to do that and and won't they just replace it with another toxic chemical?
1: Well, it remains to be seen how they plan to replace it. Um, I do think that they... um, I have no reason. I, I, I understand the, the skepticism, <laughs> um, but I think it's more a question, uh, 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 a business decision for them. <laughs> this is why you can trust it. Business first, profits first. Um, they understand that by continuing to, to put it into the stream of commerce and therefore get it into the environment and into people, that their liability increases. This This is my own uh, opinion on this, and I think it's a, it's a solid, it's solidly based. But if I were them, I would get out of the business. They probably should have done it a long time ago, and um, they probably should have done it in the 1970s, and they wouldn't find themselves in this mess. And neither would any innocent people who have been contaminated and poisoned and have it coursing through their blood right now. You know, you probably have it in your blood. I have it in mine, and um, you know. So I think they will do it because they understand they have to put an end to the uh, potential liability for
0: their own survival. That's why they'll do it, in my opinion. Just lastly, how long will this trial take? And if the case is won, do you think it will set a precedent for more lawsuits against companies like 3M that use toxic chemicals that cause this widespread contamination?
1: I'll uh, answer your first question first. Yeah, I think it's, it, I think the uh, judge Gurgle is giving us about four weeks. Um, I hope he gives us a little more because it, it's a, it's a long and it's a lot of story to tell. And it goes back into the, to the 1940s. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, probably about a month to tell, to to, do, to try the case. Um, do I think it's going to lead to more cases? Well, there already are more cases and they're more being filed every single day. Um, you know, it's sort of, uh, building to a groundswell. And I think for the first time, and it took a long time for the, um, general public to appreciate the significance of this, of the contamination or how widespread and how potentially harmful and threatening it is to human health. And so there have been more cases filed, and there will continue to be more cases filed. Win or lose, and don't get me wrong, we, we intend to win. But um, th- this is th- there is no getting
0: away from this. This is a problem that 3M's going to and the other companies are going to have to deal with one way or another. Gary Douglas is an attorney at the New York law firm. Douglas and London, appreciate your time
1: It's been my pleasure, thank you very much for your interest and uh, I know Australia has been uh, sort of on the, on the forefront of this too so I'm, I hope uh, I've been able to help inform um, you folks down under
0: Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app